In September of 1994, there was a wave of UFOs that crossed Zimbabwe, Zambia, South Africa. Two days later, there was an incident at a school in Rua, outside of Hara, Zimbabwe's capital, that would become known as the Aerial School Incident, which was from, of course, because the name of the school was Ariel. These were several, these were up to 62 kids that saw something land or something similar, and they came back in some accounts as a serpentine run back to the school. This, by all accounts, is one of the most credible UFO incidences of all time. And what happened in that African town has left people to this day wondering, what does this all mean? From the message to the players to everything else, we're going to dive into the aerial school phenomenon and get into some paranonsense. I am Jason. I'm Brent. We are going to talk about this. I will tell you what, Brent. I sent you a message. I sent you a message earlier <laughs> with an article from the Mirror, which is always uh, the highest form of truth about a gentleman who has fought sixty aliens. He's been abducted sixty times. He has footage to prove it. He's got globes. He's got orbs. And he's also been across the across the decades in a long standing feud with many of them where he has fought them. <laughs> now So he's at war with the aliens. All right, gotcha. He is convinced they are all around the all around the world. They have sea bases, land bases, moon bases. And he himself has <laughs> been encountering them for some time in multiple ways and he has pictures and drawings and all other stuff. Uh this sounds like a crazy story and you know why this sounds like a crazy story <laughs> because it is wow. it's of course absurd <laughs> well, <laughs> i gotta tell you it's more believable so far than betty and barney hill so go on <laughs> well i'm gonna tell you what the betty barney hill things are some aspects that i could take from betty and barney hill but so let's talk about 1994. This is a really wide-known case, right? This is a very popular case. This is this has been, although I feel like it's underreported for the kind of importance and, oh, the, kind of, and the kind of and the kind of the, it's very hard to poke holes in. I mean, we can poke holes in Betty and Barney Hill. We can poke holes in a whole bunch of stuff. This has got a lot of holes. Yeah, but you, this one has a lot of people. This isn't two people. This is a lot of people. So this is this is a whole different story. This is a head scratcher. Yeah. So basics, like I said, beforehand, before two days before, there were bright lights that lit up the sky. There was craft seen by a woman and her son. Several lights all over Africa. Now there was an instance where a Russian where a Russian rocket crashed down or exploded in the atmosphere, and it could have been seen as lights because I don't think the Russians care if anything blows up over Africa. Oh, no, we don't care. But then, no. But this is different because the amount the amount of witnesses. Well, we set the stage. These kids are going out right. to recess. It's about a, it's about a fifty minute recess. In this school, it is predominantly white. Not, you know, there's a good amount of white people. There's a good amount of white Indian. It's it's a multicultural environment, much more so than now, which is predominantly black at the aerial school. So it is a lot mm. of Europeans transplants indians it is a expensive school in a rural area right it is all farms right 
And I did watch the, I bought the documentary you know online. Where this is at? I bought the documentary online that is done by Randall Nicholson called the uh, Aerial Phenomenon. It costs $15 to rent for 48 hours. They come in, they go out to recess. There's, it's, it is a staff meeting. So there are no adults except for one woman who was, uh, who was uh, attending the snack shack, who was one of the students' mothers. And this snack shack uh, is basically, you know, they can get snacks, right? Pretty obvious what it says. It's called, it's called something else, but I don't remember what it was. She won't leave the snack shack because even though kids, because kids will regularly try to lure her away to either steal snacks and or money and or something else, as I guess the little rascals would do. I don't seem to, I don't know what kind of, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of tomfoolery was going on there, but it's, you know, it's kids and they're all within the ages of say five to 12, six to 12. During this recess, some of the kids see something. Now there are like 250 kids out here. And only 62 of these have seen it. So many of them did not see this. So some of them go and they see something and they can, they, you know, it becomes, hey, check this out, check this out. And they go up and then through accounts, many of them see a craft, up to three crafts, some say. And then that craft is landing. They see a man or thing, creature, walking across, <laughs> walking across the craft. And then some say another craft, another, another thing, creature, and some say a couple more, up to four. The kids, all their recollections do not sync up. Which, by the way, I think gives a little bit of credibility. If they all saw the exactly same thing, the exact same way, at the exact same time, and all their perspectives yep. are different, I would find that to be less convincing than if they had slightly different stories of how ages and all of their experiences would reflect how they would see in their witness testimony. Well... They see this, and we'll get into some of the details of that, and then we'll just, we'll just let's just get through these basic stories. They, and then they, some of them have a sense of fear, some of them have a sense of dread, some of them are amazed, some of them come within, uh, you know, within really close proximity of the beings. The beings are described as wearing tight black outfits. Some say, <laughs> some say they, they look like Michael Jackson's. Yeah. Did they have little hats on and it's stuff like that? Uh, it's 1994. <laughs> Some said they look like a black man, a black mon. <laughs> Until they got closer and they and they realized they had what looked like plastic skin. <laughs> Meaning it was so white, it wasn't unlike any other white they'd ever seen. Their eyes were almond shaped, and one student said, that their eyes were lower, so they had they they had kind of the sense of of classic grays in body suits. We're talking. There's very interesting things. Some kids have said they ran in slow motion. Some kids they seem like they phased in and out of reality. Like seconds they were there, seconds they were gone. This whole encounter lasts like ten to fifteen minutes by all accounts. In broad daylight, ten a.m. And and by the way, you, that's a long time. So Right, that's a long time, but one one adult, the rest were kids. One adult, and that's barely, and it, and that's, and that's a, a very weak kind of testimony. I don't think they saw any. They saw something, but nothing to nothing drastic. It's mostly, mostly, it's 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 completely all the kids seeing this. Some kids are granted a message about <laughs> uh, conservation and keeping the uh, and keeping the world. Not polluting it, not destroying it, which is none of these kids said that they had any idea of aliens or 
the world uh, environmental disorder, which of course the one about aliens I think is kind of absurd because they were not they were not poor farmers. Some of them no. had TV, some of them had access to pop culture, so some of them thought it was a UFO. Yeah. Some they called it aliens. So some of that, but some of that comes from first on the scene, Johnny on the spot, Cynthia Hines. She is a regional or national or continental MUFON leader and investigator and, ex- and, and experiencer. Well, she hears this on um, Zimbabwe radio about this event. Because oh, this, okay. this turns into BBC gets there in two days. Tim Leach at the BBC, who's a war zone, a war zone correspondent, goes in. And he sees that. He listens to their story. He interviews him at two days after this event. And he says... To paraphrase a quote, I have seen war zones, and this is something that I had never seen and could not comprehend. So we have Cindy, Cindy Hines comes in there. She's we've got the BBC coming in now, and 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 in just a short amount of time, John Mack, Harvard, lead Harvard psychiatrist, one of the heads of the psychiatry school, medical school, a tenured Harvard professor. And abduction enthusiast. He goes in, he interviews these kids, and he says, he says this, is, this is not some grand psychosis. He is a Harvard professor in psychology. He comes in, he says, no, this is not. This is the hallmarks of having a real experience, not of some group psychosis, or, or these are not crazy people. Right, because they're kids, so you could call bullshit easily with a bunch of kids. I mean, they're not going to all be making up something like this well yeah and this goes on and he they have the uh they interview them they have pictures they go up and then since 1994 none of them or at least i couldn't find them recanted their story i've seen a couple interviews with people that weren't as widely done uh some interviews and podcasts i tried to read uh cindy hines book on the on the uh on the incident, but that is out of print, and it cost anywhere from twenty-five to seven hundred dollars. So I said, "No, I was not going to read that." <laughs> Available on eBay if you'd like to go check that out. <laughs> and if anybody's listening and they have read that, I would love to hear what they think about it. She's an yeah, interesting woman. She's no a she's got a, she's a snappy dresser. Snappy Lots of long dresser. flowing dresses. <laughs> kind of a kind of a larger woman. Uh. But that is essentially where we're at. We are at the point where that is basically it. And then it goes up, and then it basically just, that's the story. There's nothing else to it. These kids, and they grow up, and now they're, you know, mid-30s, well, the, mid-30s, that, and they're, they're still living with. They have Many of them have their own Facebook page where they discuss with each other. Uh, a couple of them have spoken yep. at conferences. There isn't, there isn't this kind of mad rush to capitalize on all so this. it's not a bunch of it's not a yeah right it's not a bunch it's a it's not a money grab from a bunch of children so the, the a lot of the other stories you gotta always wonder because you'll wonder if it's a money grab or hey let's get a bunch of attention and that kind of thing the, the, this is this is kids i mean how old were they I mean, between dumb. six and twelve These aren't, right so <laughs> to me that's the most impressive part of the whole story is that they're between six and twelve and you can go online and look, and they will still, you know, you'll see stuff about them. And there was a recent documentary about well, that. That's the one I watched. Right? I watched that. I watched that yeah, documentary. I rented it. Now, yeah. It's only yeah. available on Amazon and through it's their website for 15 bucks for 48 hours. 
but it is worth it. I mean, it is a fantastic yeah. documentary. You got to congratulate the guy who did that because it is really, really good. He's got the Tim Leach. He's got you know the uh, John Mack stuff. Front, he got correct. well, basically the guy who did it took him ten years to do this documentary, and he has footage of yeah, all the I kids. I watched him of all the kids being interviewed, and then then having all the when uh, they were when they were kids, and then when they were and then when they're adults, and the stories do not go, and you can yeah. see the trauma, and you can see these, and they're not. If they're actors, they're fucking fantastic right. actors. Oh yeah, right. A bunch of six and twelve year old. Fantastic actors who then grow really up to be who then grow up to be fantastic right adult yeah. actors that have never acted at anything else. It's a very right. convenient way to go. Right, right. And doesn't seem like they showed. Yeah, you know, you this is one me, of the most convinced. This is go on. What is crazy about this? This is still people living in there. You know, you look at the you watch the video from the footage from 1994, and there's like lions and. Elephants and giraffes and shit yeah, right outside before because yeah. this rural area has been built up a little bit since, but it's 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 a rural area, and they are seeing I just, something I, again. You've said it. You said it earlier that to me the shocking part is that this isn't a bigger story than than what it is. To be honest, I think this should be one of the biggest of them all. This, it really, I do. I think I mean, this is not. It's, this it's, should dwarf Roswell. Oh yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, look, the alien autopsy got <laughs> a bunch more footage in this, and a bu- I mean, everybody talks about that, which was just a bunch of. Well, we don't talk about that, but you know, um, to, this should be the biggest story of them all. To me, in my opinion, no, absolutely, it's, it's Roswell type stuff. Absolutely. Well, one, it happens in with Africa. children. Well, one, one, it happens in Africa. So, the U.S. tends to be egocentric in the way that we need everything to happen here. Right, and it's but true. This kind of thing is, I mean, and what I think lends a certain amount of credibility to this is one. I think it's fascinating how they saw, how they interpreted things, phasing in and out of reality, and people looking like they're running in slow motion, as if they weren't. I a either transition to our gravity, yeah, or we're somehow. <laughs> And, you know, it's somehow there was some kind of interdimensional glitch that showed this. It just shows that if they are aliens, they they don't realize they're speaking to children. <laughs> about about nuclear problems. Come on. <laughs> they have no idea what you're talking about at that age. Well, there None. was... Okay, so they give, they give the message of the world is being destroyed and so on you know environmental consciousness things like that but i wonder why would why would they why would they go with children maybe they would go with children because we're still talking about that now maybe they wouldn't go with adults because i've heard the argument said why don't they just go to the un why don't they go to (laughs) vladimir putin why don't they go to you know donald trump or ronald reagan or you know who's how about they have no idea well how about one they don't even care about our politics Right, they Two, don't have a clue about that stuff. Maybe, uh, maybe a advanced species, or maybe somebody that can is in tune with people's hearts, or they can read minds, or feel their emotions, or whatever, whatever thing they can do. Maybe they realize that if they talk to the so-called leaders in the world, that all they're going to do is just hide it and kill them and try to take their technology. Yeah. <laughs> My question is this: How long was it between? The actual uh, 
story of this happening and everybody was out there and then how many years went by before they start talking about it there's again. no years it's days well i mean after that it's days i it's, get it it's that days. little spot of time right there. yeah but that's where that's where they interview the whole story comes out yeah yeah yeah. and right. then many of them right. just separate and it's uh it's they, they 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 document the story and then that's it and then after that, how many years go by before we actually start talking about it again? Well, I mean, people have been talking about it the last 15 years. I mean, it's probably, it goes yeah. in, it's, it's a story, and then, you know, then other things happen, and then stuff gets rehashed. And and I think, you know, well, John Mack died in 2004, 2005. Cynthia Hines died in 2000. Tim Leach died in... 2011. Uh, John Mack was hit by a drunk driver in London. I don't remember. I don't know how Tim, Tim Leach died. Oh, yeah, yeah, that story. Yeah, that's the conspiracy story of it all. Right? But I don't see, I mean, but see that, that the conspiracy doesn't make any sense to me because there is no conspiracy here. This is just a, they, no, there's there's a no story conspiracy. here. There doesn't seem to be some kind of massive cover-up. They're not doing anything. No. The pictures of the kids, they had all the kids draw pictures. It looks eerily similar. You know, yeah, it wouldn't look the same because people's perceptions are different. Our reality is different from other people's reality. Yeah. Other people's reality is but different close from enough to close enough to close enough to know they all saw the same thing. Close, close enough, enough, close enough that it is frightening. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's the freaky part of this whole thing. You bunch of a bunch of kids, and they basically, I mean, in, all interviewed separately. I'll well, no, that's separately. not true. That's not necessarily true. Well, there are some. Oh, really? There are some real issues. That, <laughs> there are some real issues that need to be brought up. Did Cindy Hine poison the well? She like many. <laughs> she like many. She like many UFO researchers. I feel get a little bit hot. Bud Hopkins of the world, things like that. She interviewed them in groups, and there may have you know there may have been ways that there were leading questions for that. Did you all see this? Did you all see this? This kind of thing. John Mack is a Harvard mm-hmm. psychologist. You can watch him video two kids at a time. You can video two kids to interview two kids at a time. I don't think he was videoing kids. That's not what I'm saying. So they did. I think ideally you'd want to separate them. And there is there is there's people there's accounts that say they were separate. They drew it all separately. And there are accounts that say they drew it all together. There is the head the headmaster who's uh, the headmaster Mackey of the aerial school at the time, who, by the way, has this just, just fantastic beard and spot of gray hair on his head. <laughs> of course he does. With this kind of, with this kind of like African, African accent, what you know, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. Now, did this thing make national news? This when thing it, made when worldwide it news. It came on the BBC. Oh, the BBC was the first on site to make worldwide news, but it did. John Mack, who came in, he was also he around that time he was being threatened to lose his tenure at Harvard, which never happens. But because of his interest in abduction, they wanted to kind of shift him and move him out. And you know there were people involved with this, like the likes of Dershowitz and all kinds of Harvard folks. They ended up not taking away his tenure and saying what he does in his what his research done in his private time is. Not our concern, even though he was now, even though he did liberally use the name of Harvard as a opening door to get into a lot of places, you know, which why wouldn't you? I'm a Harvard, I'm a, I'm, right. I'm a head of a Harvard psychiatric department. I'm going to use that stuff to get dinner all over the place and maybe go find aliens. Who oh, knows? of course you would. Of course you would. But he's, if you, if you listen to the interviews with him, he is incredibly reasonable, seemingly. 
He speaks well. There's nobody that doesn't say he's not super intelligent. And his, I, his one of his selling points is that reality is not just the reality that we see. That a re, that reality can be different on scales. It could be what the spiritual, emotional, other kind of reality could be could leak into our reality, and therefore it's uh, it's not just the simple things that we see. That there's a, there's a layers of reality upon layers of reality, and I don't think that's completely unreasonable. No. If you would go towards like the quantum levels and things like that and science that I don't quite understand, but if I'm told this, it is uh, it is quite capable. Now, we've discussed this. Is something coming from a vast distance, or is it coming from an interdimensional, or is it something that's coming from right in our own sphere? Is there something, is there a base, well, is there a base on the moon or under the water or something that's been here for a long time from right. maybe Mars or somewhere that used to be habitable that's been living here? I don't necessarily buy into that but there's your possibility now what's interesting when we go to the kids is that when they get this when they when a couple of the kids now not all, not all of the kids got the message of save the planet okay so what i mean they're they're, they're six to twelve year olds but it, most of them don't know what save the planet they don't even comprehend what that no and they said means. and and when interviewed they said they did not have that idea beforehand Right, they're not going to know. They're children. They don't know what that means. They don't have a clue. But somehow they Save got the, the somehow they got the somehow they got the message when they looked into an alien. They got somehow. the message to the giant almond eyes and the white skin and the black tight outfit <laughs> and the Michael Jackson. <laughs> they weren't wearing the little hats, were they? Like the, the Benny and Bernie Hill. No, they were not wearing little hats. All right, this one. <laughs> But there is, but there is reason to be paused. If you had, if you had a bunch of little Michael Jacksons running around and around a bunch of uh, six to twelve year olds, I'd be scared. That shit didn't end well for a lot of kids, man. That did not end well for a lot of kids. Listen, they weren't in the United States to worry about Michael Jackson in ninety day. Listen, Michael Jackson in nineteen ninety four. I mean, what was that? Uh, there was nothing going on with him back then. So oh, no wasn't, wasn't that wasn't that the there. Jesus Juice time where he's taking kids on planes yeah. and giving wine and coke yeah. classes and things? Like, yeah, no, he's, he's he's still sneaking a little bit there, I think. Yeah, but they didn't know. Come on, they didn't have a clue about this stuff. They really, I find this story interesting because I don't think they had a clue about what you know pop culture, right? Well, I, I think mean, they had some. If they did, some, it was some, some did, some it of them was did. Sure I mean, they did. Yeah, there was but not is, much. This is a this is an isolated area. You know, I heard one interview yeah. where a where a kid who was there, and it was on a the Macro Dosed podcast with Arian Foster and people. Oh, really? And they had a they had him, and he said, you know, I don't remember what movie it was. He's like, this comes out in the U.S. This doesn't come out in Africa until five years later. Yeah, right. <laughs> in this in this area, I'm not talking about all of Africa, obviously. In this in this type of area. Now, I have not heard. It, the, listen, I've watched some documentaries about this, and I know the story very well. But I've not heard any of the kids as adults um, on podcasts and talking about it on a regular basis. I mean, look, like, uh, Travis Walton, Betty and Barney Hill. I mean, they were on everything. I have not seen as much from these kids as that. 
I could be wrong. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Well, there's I've some. I mean, there's there's wrong. some. There's there's some. And I think I, I think TV when the documentary shows. came out, some some people did. But there's a lot of them that just wanted to stay hidden. Right. I mean, this is a case to me that it's that was that a lot of the people are doing exactly what you might have if you saw something that was just so incredible that was that that verged on your own sanity. Right. Where you would say, I don't That's, even know. I, I I know I saw this. But then, then you're talking about being now. Now you're talking. The documentary comes out in 2021. Now you're talking about memories that are 18. You know, that are that are 2004, 2014, 20, 26 years old. Yeah, right. And you can't. When trust they were them. six to 12 year olds. Yes, and there was the one. I believe it was Emily, who's who's an artist in Canada, who her family was religious, and they moved her out right after this happened, and uh, she's still drawing the same the same form of craft and creature that she had seen when she was, you know, whatever that was, nine or something like that. So they and, see and, that and they this, have the basic, they have this, this, this basic, the basic images ingrained to their heads as anywhere between six and 12. And that image is, is super powerful, but that image is going to fade after time, no matter how fantastic it is. And you would think there'd be that you'd think there would be this kind that you would think there would be this incredible embellishment, and there's not this incredible embellishment. In fact, there seems to be just the opposite with a lot of these kids, where they just want to keep this inside, and they just want I don't want to be I just want don't want to be part of this. Yeah, and the other thing is, is this is one of the strange ones. It seems like everything always happens at night. This one's in the middle of the day. To me, that even adds more to the story. Middle of the day, everything else seems to be oh, is it not, why why does it have to be at nighttime? I mean, you think the aliens give a shit <laughs> if it's light out or dark? It seems like this is one of the only ones that's in the middle of the day. I think this is, I think this is, I like the idea that this, they, they go to an area of the world is remote, has interesting fauna, has interesting wildlife. They see kids. They can probably communicate with kids easier. easier they're probably less threatening. You know, they say the, uh, they, they say the aliens are the size of a sixth grader. Or maybe it's just easier to break through the consciousness of a child. Right. Maybe there's more receptive. You know, there's always this thing about kids being able to see ghosts or being receptive to whatever. Imaginary friends, dead relatives, poltergeist. Now many, the kids. How many kids were there? There were how 62. Were 62 were witnesses. 60, 60, 62. Okay. All right. One, one, here we go. Number one problem. 62 kids. One adult. <laughs> okay, well, that's... Hey, did the adult see this? No, the adult was in the snack shop. They, they were, what they were having is they of were having course, a... Of course, there you go. Uh, of course. Well, they were having a, uh, they were having staff meeting. I mean, this. Okay, so now we're gonna now we now we can lend ourselves into why this doesn't why. Okay, maybe this doesn't work. You've got you've got an obvious thing where it seems very convenient. Now, could right. the teachers could the teachers have been playing a prank on the kids? Could another tribe? Right. Could another local tribe have been playing kids playing prank on the kids? Could older kids have been playing prank on the kids? Is is a prank a part of it? Because I think I think we're I think we're past. Then you know we're, we've got the prank theory. We've got mass hysteria. And mass hysteria by own articles, you know, there was a, there was trends about the pressure that kids were feeling in school, and what it was like at that time, and which I don't think it's not like that long ago. I don't feel like, but that there was there's there were uh, there's a mass hysteria where people were laughing, people were throwing up. Mass hysteria where people get sick with symptoms because they think one person is sick. But to me, this is right. Okay, I I I'll, 
a whole bunch of people laughing, a whole bunch of mass hysteria. Smarter and more educated people than me can can deal with that. My problem is, and now we're talking mass hallucination. <laughs> and there was there was there, there was a very vocal critic of, of John Mack who said this was this was purely a psychological uh, the abduction theory the abduction story in general is just a purely personal psychological problem. That would be great if it was if it was hypnotist Doctor Sprinkles, you know, or many of the other constant people in ufology that are, let's just say, not as qualified to make diagnoses of people, whether in hypnosis or in psychology. But this is a Harvard psychiatrist. Yeah, he started looking to try to see what this phenomena was and what kind of psychosis brought along this. And then he started thinking, man, these people just sound like they're telling the truth. They're not crazy, just in general. And you've got these kids where he's in Africa or something, and he goes and see this, and he's convinced that this these kids did see something. So we're talking either mass hallucination, prank, and outside of that, I don't even know what, what, else, would you, what else would you suggest would be the, the credible debunking theory. My, my question Malaria, malaria drugs? Well, it's always something. Malaria drugs are known to malaria drugs are known to cause hallucinations in some instance, but sixty-two. All at the same time. All at the same. same All the same way. The exact same kind. It seems seems unlikely, man. I've done some drugs in my life, and I. Yeah. And I don't. (laughs) I don't recall going to somebody and going, "Man, I saw that." Go, you did not see that. I go, "Well, I I saw that. I felt that." Well, my thing is always, you always look for the the. Why? Why again? I, you got to look at it and say why one uh, one adult who just happened they weren't around. Well, I'd be mean, okay. Sixty two kids. Will you let them run in the jungle with 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 lions and tigers and bears? <laughs> well, oh my. I mean, <laughs> you're right. But okay, but this what? is also this is also a schoolyard, right? They're playing. They're playing. They're playing cricket. They're playing soccer. They're beating each other up they're i don't know looking up skirts they're doing whatever they're doing they're trying to <laughs> trying to be kids at a playground and it's only like 15 minutes and maybe yeah. these teachers well, the aliens the aliens shows the, the the exact 15 minutes where there's not one adult around to see anything or maybe well that's well done well i could propose to you that perhaps if I was giving the kind of non-skeptical side, that perhaps uh, some something that can communicate via just throwing images into your brain into anybody could make certain things happen certain ways or perceive certain things certain way or not let people see what they want to see. There is a there is a I can't get like two or three on this. I could I I, I saw this a couple times, but I didn't see too many too many areas of this. But there is a story where the kids come running out of the field where they saw this in almost a serpentine motion as if they could not have practiced that <laughs> now i you know it's i don't have a lot of backup with that but if that was true you know you're thinking if, if these these beings obviously if we believe the story or if we don't, even if we don't believe the story, even if you just listen to the story on its base, these beings acknowledged these kids, looked at them, got within, you know, some say seven, eight feet. There was supposedly physical evidence. Yeah, what's... There yeah. was a spot that was, there was a, there was a spot that they said was burned. Cindy Hines brought a Geiger counter out. By the way, a homemade Geiger counter. 
And by the way, why Geiger? Okay, by the way, Geiger. Why, why always she, Geiger? She Geiger. came out with a tech expert who, a uh, Geiger counter is too expensive, so he made his own. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> he made his own. <laughs> you know, because here's the thing. With, with, all, with ghost, with ghost, with paranormal stuff in general, there's always somebody that's Geiger making their own. There's, are, there's always Geiger counters are the way to go. There's always someone that's making their own equipment, and there's always somebody that's doing something that you go, eh, I don't trust that equipment. I don't know how they're calibrating anything. I I don't know how you calibrate a homemade Geiger counter, but I'm sure there's probably instructions on the internet. Oh wait, the internet wasn't there at the time. Um, no, no, it was barely there. It was no. there. It was there. No, no cell phone. Yeah, barely. It's there, but barely. Yeah, I mean, Al Gore invented and, it. And, and, Al Gore invented the internet in 1922. Yeah, he did. He got you. He knew. <laughs> Again, I look. I'm looking for something always to say. Yeah, that makes more sense. But every single time, it's like, really? 62 kids, one adult who happened to be at the snack shack eating a chili dog instead of, I turned my back for one second. But many of the kids, kids, many of the kids did not think it was aliens. They thought it was a tokolosh. What is that? A tokolosh is a spirit of a goblin, an evil goblin spirit. Oh yeah, yeah, that's more realistic than an alien. Well, they're right? kids. I mean, what is, what's more realistic? Kids, they're, 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 they're fucking kids believe in Santa Claus. I mean, adults believe in Jesus. It's like, what goblin. are we gonna do? Adults believe in Jesus. <laughs> right. I mean, true. Well said. True. True. So, I mean, they they did they did they they were interpreting these as things that were of African folklore. No. So they were trying to wrap their heads around what they were seeing, and they were relating it. Some some said alien because they had seen that. Some said the Togolosh because that's what they thought it was. I don't know. You know, um, some said Michael Jackson's. Some said some said a small black man because they thought it was. They thought it was. They thought it might have been a tribe, something like that that had come out. Now the ship is interesting because the ship is a curved one. I don't think we have windows on this one, although they do. They do draw with like uh, circles and lights, and they do have. What I find curious is. They have short landing, like tripod landing, <laughs> landing things, uh, whatever they're they, like the legs, like legs on yeah, it. Yeah, if they float, if they float in the air, why do they have to land them? Well, I figure if you're going to land on the ground, you got to have some kind of landing gear, right? Why do you have to land on the ground? You got to get out. <laughs> just, just well, just hover six inches above the ground and, step and jump out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would think perhaps perhaps aliens of that So uh, wait a minute. So all of a sudden Okay, wait. Perhaps aliens that, of that level aren't 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 athletic. Right. Well, you get 3 feet to the ground and all of a sudden uh, you know, gravity makes a difference. It didn't make a difference when you're 10 feet above the ground. But when you're, you know, 2 3 feet above the ground, all of a sudden gravity comes into effect and you need legs to st- well, maybe gravity, maybe gravity makes an effect when you're walking around like Superman or like people on the moon. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> or this maybe be the biggest story of them all, though. This, 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 this. It's Still. it's interesting. We can you can you, you know right now you've only poked holes in. We've only poked holes in the fact okay, that there was then. there was that well that right. there was one there was there was there was child neglect that they didn't have enough adults out there. Well, I think that's my job on this podcast. To continually try to poke holes in the story. No, I think it's good, but I don't. I think the, I think I the, want to believe it. I really want to believe. I it. think the neglect. I think but the. I think. I think. I think them having a meeting in a small rural school and letting kids just kind of do their thing with one parent adult out is not that. Is not that strange. 
Okay. All right. Because I got to tell you what, I, I remember being in grade school uh, in Ohio, yeah. and <laughs> I got, I got yeah. the shit kicked out of me a couple times. There was no yeah. adult around. Yeah. Yeah. No one was around. And yeah. we and all we do is and all we do is play on pavement. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And now we're talking in Africa. I agree. You know, I mean, so you, so just because they had a 15 minute break without some adult supervision in a private school with a bunch of wealthy, with with a bunch of wealthy kids and a bunch of rural area, I don't know. I don't, I don't find that to be so, I don't find that to be so extreme when you're talking about what happens next is that aliens come. (laughs) And it only, it only happened for what, 15 minutes? 15 minutes is a long time. It's a long time. Get out of the craft. Supposedly, not everybody sees them out of crap, which I find interesting because if we're not everybody witness test, eyewitness testimony is notoriously poor for any kind of court case, right? You can never trust eyewitness testimony. No, ever. So they would all have they would all have slightly different views. Out of the sixty-two kids, though, let's talk about let's let's move forward to ninety-four. Let's go twenty-five years into the future. Mm Hmm. How many of them are talking about this still? Is it a handful? Is it two or three? It's it's, it's a handful. All of them? It's a handful. I think it was. I think it's mainly based on the documentary. That I mean, at least from what I could see, I saw about five or six that were the main ones, and I and I was able to dig up some stuff on a couple other ones that were on some podcast after the documentary came out. You know, whatever happened? What happened to the other fifty-five to fifty-seven of them? Well, from what I understand, they're either dead or scattered around the globe. <laughs> but. <laughs> And no one can find them. There's got to be records of who they are. Oh, there is. Maybe somebody don't. Maybe some doesn't want to be found. But I mean, yeah, I mean I've, what I have not seen is anyone come out and go, "Oh, this is all bullshit." No, no, that's true. This is one that you don't find people saying, "Yeah, I mean, I don't believe it." I mean, I don't. Only because I don't. Angels. I don't see. I don't see a you know a 36 year old Prakash who was from India who was staying in Zimbabwe with his family for two years coming out and going, "Nah, this never happened." What are you talking about? Yeah, I was there. They made it up. Didn't happen. You know, I did see someone who said no, they were. They were. You're right. There's... I did see one where the guy was like five or six when it happened, and he said, "What I really remember is I remember the story. I don't remember the details and the imagery of it, but I remember the story, and I remember." That is what happened, and I've been telling the story my whole life. And as I've gotten to be older, the images have started to fade in my head, right, which well, is natural. Five or six. No, yeah, I don't remember anything for five or six. What do I? What do I remember when I was five or six years old? I mean, granted, I did not interact with aliens, which yeah, might stick around a little longer. That. Yeah, if that happened, I would think I think I'd remember it. But he's five or six. Sorry. No, you don't I know. Agree. He didn't remember. So I think as as it goes on, much like with any memory, it becomes obfuscated quite a, quite a bit. How many aliens came out of this thing? Anywhere between one and four, and there are anywhere between one and three ships. One and three ships. How tall were these things? Same size, three foot, three and a half feet. Well, I mean, feet. they were like six. They're like you know, they're like three and a half feet aliens, three and a half foot. And then I'm sure a ship was. Some say considerably large. Some say smaller. Some say other ships. I also would think if you had something that was able to that was able to project imagery and whole kinds of thoughts, you know, via dreamy Leonardo DiCaprio on Inception, if you could if you could do that, then you could probably force perspective just within a within a general within a general area. So maybe not everyone's seeing the same thing. And that's been a case that's been that's been promoted by many people within uh, especially within UFOs is that the perspective is totally different because it is 
designed to be different. It is designed for people not to believe things. Your your idea of how large or everything, it's all, that doesn't matter to me. Like, okay, they were three. Okay, well, one person says they're three foot tall. The other says they're seven feet tall. They're little kids. They don't know. Well, I'm more interested. Yeah, I, I, well, I find it more interesting they, that there's, there's, again, there's, they, I find it more interesting there's one to four entities and one to four ships. Yeah, and they're very close to them, too. Some are, some are. like, right. But some of them are very close. Some they of them are, are very close, you know, yes. Right. Like, they're right up next to them. And they all draw pretty much the same things. Now, if you were six or 12 years old and this happened, would you not run away in a, in a, panicking, screaming? I think most kids would. Most of them, there, there are many that did. There are many that said they felt dread and they had nightmares that challenged, that were, they, were, they were challenging nightmares for days. And then there's other stories about some people that then got rocks on their doors and, you know, just, just, <laughs> rocks I don't know, stuff, yeah. weird, weird, weird stuff, weird stuff. <laughs> that, that, and then some that said they could feel the aliens or feel the presence of something when they came into the atmosphere. And I don't really take too much of that because I think if you saw something this fantastic, you would think it would bound to have some kind of profound effect on you. You'd think we'd still, this would be a story that would still be popular culture. People would be talking about it still today. We're we're talking about it right now. Well, we are, but I mean, I would think this would be, I would think this would be like a full, I would think this would be like a full movie. It wouldn't be people on podcasts with like nine viewers. No one ever made a movie like they did with the Travis Walton thing, did they? No, but I'll tell you what. Outside the documentary, you would think this—you would think a story like this would be great fodder for something. Oh, it'd be great. You've got an you've got a you've got a U.S. academic. You got a UFO researcher. You got a bunch of kids. You could flashback and age them, or they could be dealing with their problems. You could have you know you could have a you could have a you could have a neat little uh, a neat little movie out of that. Nothing's ever been made about this one. Well, not that I'm not that I'm fully aware of. Not that I saw. Oh, you would know. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> I think you'd know. I mean, I we did we, we knew about we knew about the Barney and Betty Hill movie with James Earl Jones. So our, t- our <laughs> no, TV show. James Earl Jones in that? Yeah, he was in that. He was he was uh he was Barney he was uh, Barney Hill. <laughs> so Darth Vader was Barney Hill. Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> or Barney Hill was Darth Vader. Either way. <laughs> Whichever way it goes. I think he was probably, he might have been Darth Vader first. Or he was the guy in Field of Dreams. I think that's more Barney Hill style. Yeah, right. Sitting with a nice hat, bear suspenders. Yep. Bear suspenders. Poor James Earl Jones. Is he alive or dead? Ooh, that's a good one. James Earl Jones. Okay, let's see. Let's play this game. Alive or dead? If dead, dead. If alive, how old? Ooh, if he's alive. He's if he's alive, I'm gonna go eighty. I'm gonna go 80, 80. 84. But you know he's what? Saying he's 80, 80 years old. I'm gonna go eighty-four. Now you know what? I think I'm just gonna go straight dead. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think he's alive. James Earl Jones, American he's actor. He's eighty years old. Okay, it, uh, right now I am showing that James Earl Jones, born January 1931, he is 91, and he oh, is man. still kicking it at 91. We had a conversation the other night about somebody alive or dead, but I already knew who it was. And so you know I what? James Earl Jones, tonight. University of Michigan School of Music, Theater, and Dance. 
Mm. Well, there oh, we go. Kirstie Kirsty 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 Alley, alive or dead. Well, I know that. She died today. <laughs> I answered question. I saw that one. <laughs> died of Scientology overdose. <laughs> also, it's too soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you, first of all, one, one, you don't, one, okay, you don't die of Scientology overload. Oh, you could. No, you can't. You die if you die when the Thetans take you over. What? She's living up in an alien ship right now. Well, <laughs> James Earl Jones still alive. Yeah, Chris like Barney Hill, Christy Alley thrown into a volcano by Zeno. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Rest in power. Forgot about that. But you know, somebody said I said she was how old? Uh, 70, 70, I think, or something. Seventy-one. Uh, yeah, seventy-one. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting with Tim so, Leach. Tim Leach, you watch if you watch the documentary, Tim Leach, the BBC reporter who lost his, who believes he lost his job with the BBC after uh, this UFO report. Is he the one that who who's the guy that was hit by the car? Is that him? No, that was uh, John Mack. Tim Leach is the reporter with the BBC. Who was there the next day? Who happened to be around there? Was you know was a photographer and correspondent. And man, you listen to interviews with that guy. And he just seems, outside of being like what you would think a war correspondent from the 1980s and 90s would be in Africa, which is just burned out like a motherfucker. But um, <laughs> he seems to be very, very intense about how this is. I mean, you just, you just, you can kind of see it in where he just, where this made a just a kind of profound impact. So he was a true believer. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if he was a true believer beforehand, but this, but this instance, this September 16th, right. 1994, turned his perhaps turned his turned his view of the universe and the world around or maybe not turned it around but turned it into you know a more tangible real thing because we can talk about this stuff right and I, I can look at this and I, I can go Jesus I can you can listen to these interviews you can look at you can look at how all these things are you can think of how they were how the beings were look like they were running in slow motion how they were phasing in and out how there are these instances of that seem to have the, whether it be interdimensional or some kind of or some kind of technology or anything it seems so sophisticated so real and these kids are seeing it and it, they go into this this isolated area and it seems like it all makes sense if you were going to if you were going to come down and do something like that or if you're just going to come down you end up seeing some kids maybe you, you see them in the distance you transfer a message i don't know why you would but maybe yeah i don't know why you, i don't know why it's always the same message and, and, and I get it. I get the message. But it's, it's crazy to me that the message goes to children this time, which makes it very interesting to me that, this, that, that you're giving this message to children that really don't know what you're talking about. But they still get the message. Well, they still get the message. They're, and they're telling you, right, they're telling you the message that they got, which is mind-boggling to me. Like, uh, they, don't, they don't even know what you're saying. They, they don't understand what what the message is, but they're saying what it is, right? I mean, they're telling you, this is what, this is what I got out of it. They're saying, this is what I think I was being told. And how would they even have a clue? And somehow, and somehow they have this and somehow they have this in them. Somehow they have this whole story and have not really recanted this story. And if we're going to go to mass hysteria, to me, mass hysteria just doesn't make sense. No, not all the same. Not everybody seeing the same thing. You give you give sixty two kids a hit of ass and they're all gonna trip differently. <laughs> well, it's all the same thing, right? They all saw the same thing within fifteen minutes, right? No, and I have no, and no. I have, I mean, I can't, I listen, I can't validate that they aren't tripping on acid. 
well, if they were, they all saw the same thing in the 15 minutes of time. I that mean, would be. That's not right. <laughs> that would be a, that'd be a hell of a trip. <laughs> yeah, right. Y'all got the same thing. Y'all saw the same thing at the same time. They Don't all just came out. back from Sun City after seeing a dead show. Yeah. And <laughs> had the same trip. So that, that to me is always six to some kids. But again, we, you, you go back and you tell me that you watch the documentaries and there's five of them, six of them that are talking about that. If you were to tell me there's 50% of them talking about the same thing, that'd be a little bit different than five or six of them. That, that always, I don't know. I got to tell you what, five or six, five or six people that are, that are, that are unrelated. And we don't know how many people they have a Facebook page, I guess that is a, where people share and they, and this, no, it's about that. That's like a Facebook group for themselves. (laughs) Not a, not a, not a public thing. Right. Because you'd want to have, I mean, right. I would imagine they if you saw something, if you want to sell something like this, you'd want some kind of support because everyone's going to think you're crazy. People like us are talking about it. You know, people are, people, are, yeah. you, they have, they have, they have scientists and, you know, and pundits that are calling them crazy and saying all they saw was psychological. When that would be, I, I would have to imagine once again, that if you saw something like this, it would be so profound and so incredible. And at the same time, you're basically forced to say, I did not see it because that makes me a loon. They all saw the same and, thing. And I was just and I was just part of a giant mass psychosis. Yeah, I don't believe it's mass psychosis at all. That's, well, that's then a, if it's not mass psychosis, then you got it's got to be some kind of elaborate ruse, either intentional <laughs> or unintentional. Right. Yeah, in the middle, of, in the middle of a somewhere in Africa, they decided to have a fake. You know, not one, but three. Somebody made a life-size. Somebody made a life-size diorama of a UFO, dressed up, put it out there, and these kids saw it, and then they to trick the kids. To trick the kids, and they put a speaker behind a tree and sent a message through it: "You must worship the earth." And all these kids ran back, and somebody, and two guys are sitting there with a bottle of wine, going, "Man, we got him. We got him. We got him good." Yeah. What exactly? What exactly were they warned of? I think it's uh, the messages of... What was the warning? It was of uh, environmentalism and how pollution and how we are destroying the earth. I mean, there's, there's a good chance that... Huh. There's a good chance, right? Traveling. Inter- if, we're, if, we're, if we're talking interdimension, that the dimensions are connected, that the, that the destruction that we do relates to something else. Absolutely. Like we throw, we, throw a nuclear, we throw a whole bunch of nuclear tests out and that ripples into realities and dimensions that we don't understand nor can see... Nor vibrate or whatever. You gotta say the warning of sixty-two, uh, six to twelve-year-olds in Africa. Probably, uh, you know, is an alien. That's the smartest move to make a change. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, unless you know. Well, what change? I mean, but then again, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna make. Maybe this is. Maybe these are the small incremental changes that you need. Maybe you just can't show up or up over a. You know, Three Mile Island or Davis Bessie or some French yeah. nuclear power plant, and go. You're stopping right now, and this is how we're going to do things. Because yeah. <laughs> that seems like laying your dick down pretty hard. Right. <laughs> you mean you just chose sixty-two kids in Africa to tell that you thought that they would make the difference? So, okay, but do, do you really think that if so, an alien's going to come down to Texas, stand in front of Ted Cruz, and go? You're doing it wrong. He's gonna go. I am not doing it wrong. I will tell you, he's doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You know, like. Yeah. 
you know, they're just, or maybe they just, or maybe conceptually they don't, maybe they conceptually, they don't do whatever, whatever being this is, whatever creature this is, whatever entity, whatever intelligence this is, does not comprehend the systems of our society or maybe they don't even think there is a system or maybe they just see this happening and they go well if i can get a message out to some people it'll come through here i can't they they don't want to enter they don't want to fear to the extreme that where they just crush society because if all of a sudden stuff if all of a sudden people just come out it's just just full disclosure i don't know what happens religious people go crazy that 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 goes into saying it's not like the terminator where they know who to go and they know who to talk to and they know who to warn. They don't know. Well, you're talking. You're talking time know. travel. I mean, maybe there's not. They don't. Maybe there is no specific right. thing. Maybe, maybe there is, as theorized, that. You know, there's the reason of why. Why aren't there any cultures out? Why aren't there any aliens around? Is because they don't exist. Because you destroy yourself before you get off your planet. True. And I think there was. I think. I think True. that's the other, the other part of messages was was technology and how the dangers of technology. Technology, 1994, we're coming into the cusp of a, you know, I'm, I'm rocking a CompuServe account grunge. at that time. <laughs> it's a grunge. It's grunge. I'm going into a group chat to talk, which we didn't call group chat, then I was like a group room, was to talk about the Ray Santilli alien autopsy it's video. AOL, it's, it's AOL. It's AOL. AOL. It's CompuServe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think you're, you're still like a Nintendo 64 at that point. Well, why don't you just do that then? Why don't you just go into that? <laughs> Although I, the more you talk about this stuff, the more I believe. And um, I, guys, listen to this, some podcast the other night, and I, again, I don't know why. What's his name is always on uh, at least once a year on Joe Rogan. It's uh, near uh. The black physicist uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. And and and, and he he has he he does not believe that there's you know he's one of these guys who doesn't think there's anything else out there for some reason. <laughs> but he also believes it's more uh, that it, it, it it's more of a dimensional type thing. Like his he his he believes more in that. Like. Uh, you know, um, there's different dimensions. There's different that. He doesn't believe that there's somebody that's in another galaxy that's traveling to see us type stuff. Um, well, I think I think because I think of, because of, well, the time yeah. travel thing. I think the science that he knows, different. the science that he understands, the science that he has seen or believes or mathematically can prove, all that kind of yeah. stuff leads him to believe in one avenue. Yeah, it's. It's quantifiable to him, and it works, and it, yep. and, it is, and it and it is backed up by yep. facts, and it's backed up by by what by what can be uh, by what he can prove so far. I think that if we're talking about other dimensions, we're talking about millions of years, we're talking about understanding, and how I mean, Jesus, we just we got people that don't even think the world's round. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. I agree. Yeah, he believes more in that though. The more of uh, like you know, if you, if you if they've come to warn us, it'd be um, 
you, it's uh, the future warning. You're not somebody else that gives a shit about you to tell you that, hey, you're you're ruining your planet. They, they don't care about that stuff. Well, that might not. I don't know it's if I, I don't. Of, but, but we don't know that. We don't know if this we don't know if this kind of life sustaining planet is where you have a certain elements to all that kind of thing. While we think it's very average, we don't know that. This could be where it supports this, this this kind of, you know, this kind of giant array of life could be all over the place. It could be rare, or it could be rare that people that the actual that spurn intelligent life, or that have been harvested from other people, and intelligent life has been made on this planet, and they're just saying we we you're a science experiment. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they bother to tell you that? It's an experiment. Well, maybe there's some rogue aliens. Maybe there's some rogue aliens. Maybe there's some do-gooders. Maybe they're just a bunch of libtards. <laughs> well, okay, so if they came in 1994, why haven't? Why hasn't it happened again? Well, why That's hasn't it happened again? Just saying. Okay, I will tell. Well, 1994. Okay, 1994 to now. One, maybe time. Maybe it takes some time to. To come around, maybe there, maybe this is just a, an instance where you had a couple of researchers that were coming down your look at stuff. They ran a bunch of kids, and while they're out, they say, "Hey, you know what? Watch yourself on this planet because this shit's getting bad." <laughs> and they know because because they know, they know because because if we're if if maybe if they can travel, maybe if they can capture this technology, maybe if they can understand those kinds of things, that they have a greater understanding of how society evolves and how a civilization and how basically. A planet evolves because they've seen that on several other places. Because we're always assuming that we're talking about one or two no. things. Now we're, we're assuming that, let's say, they know that a society evolves, or species evolves in a certain way, and that one of those ways is that they can destroy themselves with technology, or they can make those turns, those turns in evolution that do not let them destroy themselves. Now, none of these 62 have ever been at any other experience in their life other than this. Not that I'm aware of. Well, not that I'm aware of. Not that we know. Not that I'm aware of. I think there was stuff about feeling feeling things and, you know, understanding things, but that could just be coming from having a traumatic experience and having to kind of equal it out your whole life. But none none of them have ever been visited again or anything like that. Not that I'm aware of. Not that we know of. I would find it to be it. it, it that would seems, that would one's enough. <laughs> that would be dubious. You know, that's why we. That's why I started with the guy yeah, who's 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 visited sixty times. It seems like this is the kind of once in a lifetime event that would sixty times. <laughs> well, he's also fighting him. Um, no, I didn't have time to look at that. Who, who's the guy that's? I don't know. It's some. It's some. It's it's some bogus funny article. It's just a. I just found it because it said sixty times, and I thought this one, this one, this one guy has seen aliens sixty times, and sixty-two people saw one. <laughs> so we call bullshit on that right off the bat. That one, I didn't even, I didn't even have to read it. I was, I got to feel like that's wrong. It's just some guy in a in a in a, in a tie-dye shirt and a jean vest telling me how he's, he's fighting aliens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just uh, sixty times for him. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm more interested to look up the five or seven people that have been visited in Africa at this thing. I just, to me, where are the rest of them? I mean, okay, look, if you say some of them don't want to talk about it again, I get that. 
but most of them don't. Well, there were. This is I, from my understanding of this, right? And I and I get what you're saying, and I and I and you've got a valid point. You is know, that I think I don't think all of these witnesses. They were all witness to the same thing, but all, but some of them were more witnesses than others were witnesses, which sounds like a very bad aspect of an all-white school in Africa. <laughs> yeah, but I think there is a perception. I mean, if something comes down, if these things can, if these things can, can project thoughts and images without using language, with using just conceptions, you know, conceptuals into your into someone's head a child or otherwise then there's a lot of other stuff working there and there's a lot of other ways that seems to be a that that's a popular thing though that they don't speak they project into your mind talk to you that way that's that seems to be a very popular they don't talk to you that way they don't talk you know i mean come on why do they speak english right so they have to <laughs> <laughs> or what, I don't know. What were they speaking in Africa? What language was? Well, they actually spoke English. I don't know. They actually spoke English. Okay. The um the the language of education or language of the schools at the time, and perhaps there still are. In, it's, in, English. it's English. Yeah. So they were all they were all very fluent in English, and they were all a lot of them were English Indian, uh, people that were there from, you know, that weren't necessarily just all African born. Missionaries, a bunch of missionaries, because God knows you gotta, you gotta spread the spread the truth, right? So I did we, see the one interview with the a couple of them that were, you know, on the documentary, and I find them believable. I do, you know. A well, I mean, of kids that were there, and I find them believable. I do. Well, we're at about an hour. We'll wrap this up, but I wouldn't. I would say, okay. So for me, what's more likely? What's more likely that it's mass hysteria, uh, an enormous no. prank, or that no. or that they just mistook a helicopter, some kind of something, for a Maybe ship? Maybe if they're a bunch of five year olds, but when you put in the twelve year olds into it and stuff, no, I don't. I just think I if you think take, if you, yeah, if you take, that's would... more like to me. If that's, it's more likely that they saw something incredible. Yeah. Like, and, because the twelve-year-olds would be like, "Hey, dumbass! It's a helicopter." <laughs> it's not, yeah, and it's, that's not a that's not a spaceship. It's a helicopter. No, and I get it, I get it from from the two days prior where they where they were seeing where there was UFOs seen over Zambia, South Africa, and Zimbabwe. Now I could see that reasonably being a Russian rocket ship right after the falls. You know, five years after yes. the fall of the Soviet Union, or a oh, Chinese no. rocket ship, or something like that. When those go through the air, I mean, there was an image oh. of a SpaceX rocket rocket being launched a few weeks ago. And that's pretty brilliant. And that could, you know, no. and if you had no yeah, idea not, what it not is, landing. Well, the landing part's tough. I'm just saying the couple nights before yeah, with the, with no. the with with the shows. And could that have could that have led a bunch of kids after seeing stuff in the sky to then see something and interpret it as an alien ship? I mean, maybe, but it just seems sixty something people, and with at least listen, even if you told right, me it was maybe, even maybe if you two or three of them, even if you told me it was seven, seven people. In broad daylight, yeah. <laughs> that all drew different, yeah. that all drew the same picture, and did all that. I mean, that's still pretty compelling. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm in line to believe so, this. So, so it's another story of uh, this one's more believable than Betty or Barney Hill, to be honest with you, by far. I think, it, and if this is this believable, this is this is just 
this is an amazing, amazing story that lends itself to say, you're right. What is, what is, what is this that happened? Is it, it's certainly not really Michael Jackson's. (laughs) No. And I like that they're not pulling levers. Well, yes, I like they're not pulling levers. No, they're not wearing little hats. (laughs) Well, this is, it's, it's one thing that I always wondered about. Why do we have to draw aliens or visitors? Why do they always get be drawn naked? I don't know. Are you gonna go all yeah, this? You're gonna go. True. Are you gonna travel all this way naked? You're gonna sit on them chairs. <laughs> no. You're gonna pull those levers. You're gonna do all that stuff. You're gonna stare out the window naked. Wear little hats. I gotta have a hat on. They got windows and again. Although this one, all this the stories come down to these these things. These, these they have you know little legs that pop down out of these UFOs that land on the ground. Oh wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Why again? Why do you? I mean, is that how it did, or just set on the ground? Why well, I think it's set on the ground. They, they, there was, they, they pictured it with some legs, and there's, and there, but there, some of them didn't, didn't quite have the legs. Some of them did. I think that you would probably have to land somehow. You couldn't just drop down. You gotta like, I would imagine. I mean, who you knows? Know, hover, you know, hover five inches from the ground and get out. Why do you? It doesn't make it, you, you've already figured out gravity. So why do? You, why, or have you figured out gravity? Time, do you just know? Do you just know how to? manipulate gravity around you while you're while you're hovering or moving but when you're standing still it's right. it still would shake and do that whole kind of the gravity thing which is which is why i think what it looks like when they said they look like they were phasing in and out of reality or walking slow is because gravity is affecting differently so when they'd actually have to touch down they'd have to figure out how that gravity works so you'd actually have to touch down to not have that inconsistent because it's, it's much like some of those some of, a lot of people say they look like they a, a craft could look like it skip around yeah because they're using it's a story using about gravity. The There's the, the one story about the cop who's uh, you know driving. He sees a, he goes over on the edge and sees the the, sh- the little spaceship land and the little legs pop out and then he, the little space guys get out and it's always like why do you I don't get it. Well, the one frightening thing that I see is is, is if is if there was a message, if there was a message given. Is that whoever gave them this message had intention? So this wasn't just a bunch of you know as as you can think this this isn't a bunch of drone people this isn't a, this isn't AI this isn't a bunch of no you know people that are or things or robots that they send out into the universe to go scour the universe much like a Mars rover but a much cooler Mars rover mm-hmm. right because that's another subject too to say yeah it's a rover I mean look at we send rovers. I mean, eventually we'll send them to further places than Mars. Right. So maybe eventually. they maybe they have maybe and they have land there. Yeah. There's no person getting out. I mean, and maybe they have a gonna... maybe they have a robot or a bunch of androids that do that. But if that but if that then turns to a kid, looks out and goes, "Watch out for the planet, bro." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. What do you mean the planet? Everything's fine here. And then Things and then he great. goes and then and then he just then then that thing just grabs the side of his hands and goes. And you're like, oh my god! By the way, that's one other thing. They said they heard a noise as much like a flute. What? Yes, that the craft in many places. Some people said they didn't like when it was going over Africa. They said they couldn't hear noises, but when it was hovering and when it was around the kids, they said some heard that heard like a tone or a flute. Yeah, much like the way. much like the chimes of Barney Hill's abduction. <laughs> True. <laughs> He did hear that. He did hear that. They did hear the tuning fork. I'm still not likely to believe the hills, but yeah, I know. I think this is a. I think this is a. I think this is a good one. I'm a. I'm kind of sold on it's this. It's a believable one. one. 
Yeah, yeah, way better than Barney Hill. Yeah. Yeah, Barney Hill. No, I, I called bullshit on that last time. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't call bullshit. I just call it something strange. I don't know. It just did. It was believable. Lovers, little hats. No, I think there is a. I think there's an issue. I mean, and we can and and we can always we can always bat it up to. This is what the aliens wanted you to see, and it seems like a real easy cop out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they wanted you to see that. They wanted you to think that that's what they looked like. You saw what you thought. You didn't. That's all in your own head. But sixty-two kids saw the same thing, or close to it. Close enough. Close enough. Look, look it up. I'm sure they've all, uh, you know, made their drawings of what they saw. I mean, listen, if you and I go out tomorrow and we see a car and I draw the car and you draw the car. They're going to be different. car's going to look a little different. Car, it's going to look kind of the same. It's going to have the four wheels. It's going to have the thing. But I may I may draw up more boxing and look look, look like a third grader draw. You may, you, may, you may make an artistic masterpiece that has details. You may show a guy, a little kid driving the car with levers and a little... Uh, yeah. And all those kids, and all those kids. I mean, they were, you know, they're six to twelve. They they drew they drew what they saw. They drew it rudimentary. And and but if you look at those, look online and see what they draw. It's pretty interesting. No, it's terrifying. It really is. Yeah. There's some there's some pictures in there that I'm just that I just like. Wow, if you saw anything that made you draw that, that is horrifically terrifying. And a lot of them ran, right? Mm Hmm. A lot of them ran in fear. Most of them did. Well, some of them said there was a, there was a, a a large sense of dread. Yes. And fear, and then and some of them of said there was some of them said there was sense of sense of calm. Some of them, you know, said there was they were interested, and they would have the reactions that I think, you know, given different experiences, you would have. Six, six to twelve year old would have. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, about about six to twelve years old and saw a spaceship land next to me, I think I'd probably one of the guys going, "Holy shit!" and I'd run. Yeah, I just go, dude, take me. But maybe not. <laughs> take me where you're going. I want to know. Where are you going? I want to know. I want yeah. a hoverboard. A hoverboard. Well, we got those, so you're good. <laughs> All right, cool. I think that's going to wrap that up. And cool. We'll get that together. Yeah, I mean, I like this. I think this is, I, 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 don't, I don't understand why this is not, this should why, be a why this is not Roswell Apple. big. Why this is not, I mean. It's got about the same physical evidence. Well, for sure. And more people. At least. And more people. You know, we can, do you really talk about Roswell though anyway? I mean, and this is and so this is too. and this is nineteen ninety four. Yes. Allison Chains, Pearl Jam. <laughs> Things like that were going on. <laughs> That's what was happening. So well so when did Kurt Cobain die? Oh jeez! Uh, uh, let's see. My oh, God, how would I know that? Night. Uh, let's see. It was the nineties. I'd say uh, nineteen ninety. Oh well. Uh, Kurt Cobain, April fifth, nineteen ninety four. Ninety four died. April fifth, nineteen ninety four. Wow. Well, there you go. See. Four Same months. Year. Four months before, four months before this, the huh? aerial school phenomenon. Coincidence? Oh. Most likely. <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. Strong, strong. There's a strong, strong coincidence, uh, or not a strong coincidence at all, or no coincidence whatsoever. But 
Kurt Cobain four months before this. Huh? Yeah. Holy cow. I wouldn't have guessed that at all. You think, I mean, if the aliens in the future, maybe they could have told about 9 11. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, they're warning you about things, but they're not warning you about it's some particular well, serious things going on. Neither did Nostradamus. Yeah. <laughs> that I will not talk about. I find that a bunch of crazy stuff. No, we may we may uh, hit on that. We may we may do a uh, fortune teller, time traveler. We'll just hit on it once, but no, I don't want to. That's that's ridiculous. Just a bunch of people. He wrote a bunch of stuff that a bunch of people after the fact go in and go. Oh, I think that's what that means. Time travel. I believe in that stuff. I believe that that uh, is a possibility. Well, there are a Dimensions. few. There are there are a few noted uh, time traveling frauds. So <laughs> frauds. You're John Tidors, things like that. <laughs> you what? You mean you go and watch the Mike Tyson fight, uh, and you can see the guy in the in the crowd uh, using a cell phone when cell phones weren't invented yet? That kind of stuff. That was actually a type of camera. Yeah, anything else? Is that true? Yes, that's the truth. There was a, there was a small like uh, it's like I don't know, it's not like a razor camera. It was some kind of it was some kind of little like little device camera. That you could use. I saw, I read an article, I read an article and they showed what year that camera was made, what it was, and what it exactly looked like, and it looked exactly like that. No, what a bummer. I thought he was a time traveler. What kind of time traveler is going to a Mike Tyson fight? I think we're really making assumptions there. (laughs) A cool one, man. I mean, him going to Vegas and watching Tyson. I mean, all that, all that technology, all that power, and you want to go to a fight that lasts 32 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> I go to Rumble in the Jungle. You already, yeah, you already know the ending. You know what's going to happen, right? Uh, why go see it? Rumble and why go to a, why do a fight where he's a heavy favorite? Go to the one where he got Buster Douglas knocked him out. Make some money. You see that Tyson's uh, doing the commercials now about whatever something about biting the ear off. Oh, I did see with Holyfield. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they got commercials together. <laughs> biting the ear <laughs> well listen everybody loves Mike Tyson now so let's leave him alone who doesn't right he's a nice guy yeah. he made the turnaround Changed. it's only yeah. it's only those couple of women and maybe uh, oh yeah except for the rape forgot about that and maybe Holderfield's earplobe that still don't like that guy yeah that's a sad thing everybody loves Mike Tyson but they do forget that you know there's a really good chance he did rape that girl. Just I'm, saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. It's, it's I'm possible. I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah. But time travelers will know. Cocaine and that kind of stuff. Well, when you're that kind of... I think when you're that kind of intense and that kind of... Like you gotta, you got to be a different kind of cat to do what he does. To be Mike Tyson. Not yeah. just fight, just to be Mike right. Tyson. you got to be a different... you got to be a whole different kind of level of person. All right. Well, until the next time... I am Jason. You got it. That's Brent. That's Pair Nonsense. And we'll see you around.